Good morning on this April 19th, 2019. Uh, some secular uh, Christians, um, those that are created a tradition, uh, twisting scripture to make it sound good. Um, the part that's correct is this is the date that we're supposed to remember the uh, suffering and death of uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on the cross as the Lamb of God specifically for uh, the sins of our humanity of all the world uh, versus all the world when uh, John 3.16 uh, he so loved the world it's not that he loved the world as for the earth preachers and teachers that teach such that oh well God loved the world He's talking about humanity, you fool. Open your eyes and uh, get right with God. Uh, he came to save uh, humanity. Uh, to make a way, offer it. But he doesn't force himself on any of us. He offers up, I am the Lamb of God. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes a Father. Notice he says in John 14, 6, No one comes to the Father. That means no one enters the kingdom of heaven except through me, me meaning Jesus Christ. So if we think we can get multiple ways in there, we can, oh yeah, we can find a plethora of um, preachers, ministers out there that will say, oh, there's more many different ways of Jesus. No, there ain't. One way. Repentance and confession. Surrendering your entire lives, our entire lives to Jesus Christ. Period. Okay, thank you for that commercial break. Compliments of the Holy Spirit just raised that up. I don't know who that's for. Uh, reminder to uh, those of us who are genuinely here, but I definitely for somebody. So I go back over the notes uh, sitting here before uh, going off into work there. Um, back on September 27th, 2018. Yes, I'm catching up, unless I put them out of order. I probably did. Um, the Lord started laying upon my heart. Um, I don't know. The title it came in um, came up with dealing with Egypt. Now we could think, well, that was in the past. Egypt's no more. Egypt means a fortified place, a um, besieged place, a place that uh, confines us. We all have an Egypt before Jesus Christ. We were all in it. It may, you know. They were physical locations. It, it could be an upbringing or it could not be. Um, it's a stronghold that gets built into us. It's part of the sin nature that inherited from all of our first parents, Adam and Eve, when they chose to sin against God. God didn't force them to do that. God didn't say, go and listen to that snake, to the serpent. He says, this is my way. This is the right way to do it. This is the safe way to do it. Walk in it. Obey it. Obey me. I'm God. Satan comes in there and takes, twists the scripture, takes one little segment out of it and says, is that really what he says? When we hear that other voice that's outside of for Christians, we can say, yes, that's what God says and that's what I'm choosing to do. Boom! The moment we do that, Satan has to flee. That don't mean he's going away forever. 
if Satan is not tempting you, if Satan and his demons are not tempting you, are not um, coming at us, and he comes at us not face to face, he comes at us from the side most the time. Um, from the side, from the back, whispers, he shouts, makes noise to get us to distract him. We'll look and say, Jesus, you take care of my heavy work. The moment we say that, he has to flee. If he's not tempting you, if he's not coming at you, then you are still his. Because once we come out of this world, once we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ, once uh, God has softened our hearts, softened our spirits to both hear and receive the gospel of Jesus Christ and become saved, become born again by his spirit. Not by a preacher, not by a minister, not by an evangelist, by the Lord Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit, by God, by the Trinity, the Godhead. When we come to that place, we we stop being children of Satan and we become children of the living God. Destined to spend eternity in the kingdom of God forever. Oh man, just got happy. But yeah, we then we become stewards. We no longer own anything. We become totally, absolutely stewards of whatever God allows us to have. And no, He does not allow any one person to have everything, to control everything. To own that, or to possess everything, to steward everything. That's called the body of Christ. Some may have this, not supposed to be for themselves. But I'm kind of a little summer. But Egypt, the same token, it lines up the concepts of Egypt, the concepts of that is where one person at the top is owning everything out there to control everything. In Genesis chapter 15, when God was getting ready to set up his nation, now Isaac, Isaac and Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, were not born yet. Isaac was promised. He was not upon Genesis 15, 12 through 16 was the contextual that the Lord laid upon my heart. I believe this is ESP. Didn't print this reason. Uh, I must have hit the wrong key. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abraham. See, God will a lot of times do that when He wants to speak to you deep within our spirits. Not so the flesh don't get in the way. It's a deep sleep that would do that. I don't understand how He does it. I don't understand why He doesn't do it every time. It may be us more likely. God's got a reason, so just ask Him. And behold. Dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Yeah, it probably would be. Um, sounds like it. Then the Lord said to Abraham, Know for certain that your offspring... God's already promised him that through Isaac, through the promise of God, a covenant, that God will you know, raise up a nation through Abraham. Not for him, uh, from him alone, according to the flesh, but from the promise because he believed God. Believed in him and believed him. Everything he said. Did he um, screw up? Oh, we know he did. Um, we'll be sojourners in a land. Maybe this is partially. 
Remember the new um, King James. Land that is not theirs and will be servants there. They will be afflicted for 400 years. This is prophecy that the uh, children of Israel were getting ready to go into this fortified place, into this Egypt. That's where God does our, his deepest cleansing in us, his pruning. He makes us submit to evil rulers that do not know him. Uh, they just, they know they want to control people. He'll leave us there never forever. Now you think 400 years. Yeah, that's pretty much a uh, generation. Uh, er, uh, pretty much a whole generation that, um, most of them, if they continue staying in God's hand, he can bring them out. Um, or bring them out with children. Now, we know how blasted, no matter how much they reflected by Pharaoh and his taskmasters, uh, they still held their hand in God's. They still believed in him. They still trusted him. Um, and God still blessed them and grew into them. Seventy people, when Jacob finally went in there, when Joseph went ahead of him, was sold to him by his own brethren. But God made it for good. That was just what God used to choose. Can you imagine your family members selling you to uh, the enemy? That's not a good thing. But when God ordains it to happen that way, he just set Joseph out ahead. Joseph was an example. Not wasn't God himself, wasn't Jesus Christ himself, but was an example of Jesus Christ. We can compare a lot of his life, um, only the mistakes he made. Jesus made no mistakes. He was 100% God, 100% man. Are we seeing it? Are we seeing the tie in it? We see that when we come to Jesus Christ, we become followers of him. We become stewards. We own nothing. God will take us into a place of Egypt. We can look at every... Now, this also was... This particular one was a pruning, a time of cutting loose the ways of the world and strengthen, trying to get them to strengthen on God alone. Jesus Christ, when he leads us into these places, um, into wherever that place it is, it more likely will be a particular city that's totally worldly, totally hateful of Jesus Christ, um, doesn't want his ways, will have other brothers and sisters in there for both to be for the same reason there'll be false teachers in there that will just oh, go ahead and make all the money you want that's what God wants God wants us all healthy, wealthy and wise you're stupid you believe that lie it's nowhere in scripture that Satan himself speaking through those individuals men and women to say, oh, enjoy your life now out there. It's just like, no, our best life will be when we get to heaven. We don't know what it will look like. Because God does want us to focus that fire ahead. However, we know Jesus is there. God is there and we'll be right with him. No bodies. Oh my God, don't have this beer belly uh, from years ago. Still trying to get rid of it. <laughs> I hope it's not ugly as it is now. It's, uh, we know it won't be because it'll be beautiful, it'll be perfect. We don't know what it will be. 
some foolish people believe today, and I say foolish <laughs> because they believed false teachers to think, oh, well, it's not you, because they, oh, Jesus' body looked like it did when it went into the tomb. You gotta be stupid to say stuff like that and to believe people that taught you that. Open your eyes and actually ask God to show you. Yes, I'm being bold. I hate false teachers. God hates false teachers. Listen to Jesus Christ. Learn his voice. You need, we need to be fleeing from false teachers. What will we recognize them saying? At any rate, that's scripture out of context and twisted to suit the flesh. When, you, when, we, st when we start hearing that, start working on Jesus Christ, we need to be saying, that's not God. We need to be getting out of it. We need to be saying, Lord, speak. Um, so again, I'm going to ask us all two questions. What was our Egypt when we first got saved? When we first got legitimately saved, let me board again. What is that Egypt um, that God brought us into? A place where it's a, not to get comfortable, but to prune us. Now, yes, God blessed Egypt in there, and I'm not going to read all the verses for the lack of time. I'm going to try my best. Um, I don't know if it's worth that. Genesis 46, 2 through 6, was when Jacob finally went in there. Joseph was already had Pharaoh gave him favor with the Pharaoh at that time. I remember Joseph was promoted. He was like second in command behind Pharaoh. Um, that Pharaoh eventually died in Exodus. That's a lot of sneakiness. The the final Egypt example of Egypt, world empire, is getting ready to come on the scene. Could be this year. It could be one or two years. I really don't believe it's going to be. Uh, but I'm not saying because nobody knows that date but God himself. And he has given it to no one. Anybody that claims he did, uh, I hurried up, go, leave that place, jump in your car, and drive away as fast as you can without getting a speeding ticket. You want to do that? That's bad stewardship. Uh, quickly, a little sarcasm there. Now, the, notice the land in Genesis 47. They dwelt in 47, verse 1 and 11. They came into the land of Goshen. Pharaoh at the time told Joseph, I'll go ahead and get him the best of the land. So he gave him the land of West, with, with, with Manassas. And it may be part of the same land or maybe within it, like um, Mecklenburg County is to Charlotte or Berkshire County is to Pittsfield or Williamstown or Northampton, Cheshire. I don't know. I didn't study that for that. And you, you know what? That's not the point of the message. When you go, God doesn't want us to go that deep in the word where we're losing his lesson. Then he wants to teach us. Yes, he likes it when we study his word. But we can go so deep into it that we're losing what he's saying. Remember that. That was a lesson for somebody, actually. Me yourself. Um... Exodus, now jump over to Exodus now. A new king came over Egypt. Did not know Joseph. Did not know, who was the second in command? I didn't appoint him. At that point, Joseph, I'm sure, was brought back down, was demoted. New leaders come in to nations that usually will end up clean, clearing house. They will immediately fire those that they don't like or they don't want 
and move them out and move them out of there and bring in their own people. Corporations do the same thing. We can say, well, I'm going to get famous with a new person. No, you won't. You may or may not. Are you going to button? Are you going to brown nose? You got brown nose, you're doing exactly what Satan wants you to do. I said, yeah, you brown nose, you can keep you. Um, uh, yeah, if God wants to give you a favor from that one for a while, but it's not going to be forever. Forever is eternity in heaven. Nothing down here is ever forever. None of you read from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Nobody stayed in one area from birth to death. You can try and twist it. Don't settle permanently down here. God has told nobody to settle permanently in one spot. They were constantly going from place to place proclaiming the gospel. New Testament, no Testament. You can have false preachers trying to raise up. Get out of my face. Satan, get there behind me as Jesus told Peter even when he screwed up like that. Now, he wasn't kicking them out of him. Because Peter, at that point, was a little, literally born again and saved. Um, and some people can say the Spirit wasn't there. Jesus Christ was there. The Spirit was there. Guys, stop teaching false teaching like that. Trying to say, well, the Spirit had not fallen. I said, he was there. How do you think Peter was given the words that Jesus is the Christ? was and is and still is the Christ of God, the anointed one to the Jews and the Gentiles. Still trying to relate. This is all still related if we actually think about it. But as God promised Abraham, he delivered him. Who did he choose? In eighty five at that point, an eighty five year old man of God didn't want it at first most, I don't know of any minister that I heard that at first just said, God, why are you going to choose me? I ain't nothing. I don't have the your credentials. I don't have the power. I don't have the name. Say, God, it's just like, God don't make mistakes. When he chooses somebody, he'll break you for a while. He says, oh, you're going to listen. I said, I'm just going to wait until you realize, okay, I got to go. I'll go. I'll obey. Don't stay in Egypt too long. Don't stay in your Egypt too long. Um, lest you die. When God takes us out, don't look back. God's wife looked back and she perished because she liked that location. More likely, they were probably, sounds like they were extremely even, they became more successful. Her husband was sitting at the gate praying. Don't sound like he was appointed by the men of that city, but he was still, he still feared God. Oh, yeah, we know he made those mistakes. Yeah, he allowed his daughters to get him drunk after his wife died and was sent to hell. She went to hell. She wasn't saved. She burnt up out there and became a pillar of salt. That's, there's no way. That's, you can't sugarcoat it. That's not being saved. And that deceived individual that put a YouTube out there. Who's he saying? We think we found Lot's wife. Yeah, okay, you found one or two pillars of salt in the middle of salt land. Wow, that was so. I don't know how many people be- f- fell for that. Hopefully none. Uh, you figure Exodus. When they came out, they came out even more blessed. They came out more than the seventy people that went in there. 
while Joseph, remember, was in there, him and his wife and his two boys were already in the land. So once at that point, the whole people of Israel, the whole family of God was brought in there. They were 70. They came out with another exact count, probably close to a million. Uh, different church teaching says that. At that point, and the only way to get them, deliver them out there, because the king didn't want to let them go, because obviously they were good workers. They were the best workers. So God started removing uh, Egypt's things, possessions. He allowed the different plagues to come down. What's the last thing he did? He started taking the first morn. He says, uh-uh, we got to get them out. We got to get the, these Israelites, these people of God out of the out of here, lest there be nothing left in Egypt. We know there are. Um, there was. Avengers says, get them out of there. But then he went in the back says, are we foolish? We just lost our best workers. Believers, we are to be, we are not to steal from the Egyptians, from the taskmasters, from the leaders. We're not to pad the clock because remember, we're still stewards of God. When God has us in our Egypt, we're not to charge the highest prices, if it's as a business sense, to think we deserve it. We deserve death and hell. It's by the grace and mercy of God through Jesus Christ that we're saved. God allows us money. Don't store it up for ourselves. Say, well, we got to make sure we're all set when we get 70 and 80 years old so we can live comfortable on the earth. Stop listening to Satan. That is nowhere in Scripture. That's by listening to somebody that's got a stronghold for the love of money. And when you have that thorn in their eye, the love of money, that one will cause you to see, read Scripture with that thorn in your eye. See scripture as not what God intended it to be. Come out of it. We're not to live in scripture. We're not to live in our Egypts. Come out of it. Now Egypt could be a job. It could be a position. It could have you a career for a while. There's testimonies that I have heard of physicians that were called to a third world country. God brought them back here for the educational training so they become medical training. But they become comfortable. They become wealthy. Using that trade and that talent. And God says, it's, uh, Hello, brother, sister. He's talking to husband and wife. It's, it's time to return. I told you, you're not coming back here forever. You got comfortable. They refused to go. They, they started disobeying as David did. They weren't hearing God clearly. So he says, you better leave now. They st the testimony that I heard, God started allowing that medical practice to go. Start allowing them to lose patience. Lost their home. To foreclose it because they didn't have the income to maintain it. Finally they turned toward God saying. Uh, what were we not hearing? I don't remember the exact word of the testimony. It says I told you you weren't to come back here forever. Ah, they brought the remembrance. Similar to a Jonah experience. 
God will always get our attention not to destroy us, but to get us back on track, get us back on what he called us to do, to says, once we get back to that place, we're looking at him, we're vertical again between God and ourselves, not our families, it's God and us alone, that's back on that focused relationship, back on the love of Jesus Christ, says, I needed you to go here, and I still need you to go there. God's calling when he calls somebody. When he calls somebody, step out of pasture. You know, unfortunately, we got people nowadays to say, well, I'm, I'm going to put in there who I want to put in there. They're not, they have no plan on listening to God. We got to put somebody younger out there so they can reach the younger. That is not even in Scripture. You need to find out who God wants to put in there, who he's called, who, what man of God he's prepared up. The prepared up don't necessarily mean, you know, I want this person to have all these degrees. If the degrees were, now yes, there are purposes for degrees. I agree them to a point. It's to help them structure, to help know God better. Not to make us be approved by man. Ow. I think that was sort of a break. Actually, that was a reminder for me. That was a break for somebody. Um, that was a conviction of somebody. God's promise he let him out. But God did not take him on the path. Get back to over in Exodus. The route, the final God. But when it when it got tougher, when they started getting the flesh started getting hungry, they says, God, what'd you bring it? What'd you do? Bring it out here to destroy us? No. The build is up. Now, to say, okay, you got the faith. I saved you. You were in it for a season. You're following me. You're going to continue to trust me. They started trusting in the flesh, saying they started trusting in Egypt. And the, it, it was easy. A consistent paycheck allowed us to have a big home, big mansion. We, we left these nice big homes back in Egypt. That we were doing that in our own strength, we think. I says, why'd you take us out of there? But because it wasn't a set place, our trust wasn't fully in God. Jump forward to Hebrews here. Uh, Hebrews 11... Chapter 11, well, it looks like it's 11, 13 through 16. None of these people saw the promised land. They knew where they were heading. We haven't seen heaven yet. We got many that became old. They died. They went to, you know, they went to heaven. They're seeing God. They're with God. They trust in him. Says, oh, we haven't seen this promised land yet. None of us has seen the new heaven and new earth yet because it hasn't been revealed yet. We are the body of Christ. We need to be going where he tells us to go. We need to not stay around whatever our Egypt is. There's a worship song out there. I won't be able to post it on this particular site for copyrights because I don't want to break copyright infringements. However, it's still out there on YouTube. You can title it. It's called, uh, what is the full title? Um, Take Me Out of Egypt. I believe the name of it. And Now Take Egypt Out of Me. 
that time in the wilderness. Now that 40 years was prolonged because they they started disobeying God. They wouldn't let God cleanse us out. Our wilderness experiences um, when he delivers us out of our Egypt, whatever that is, it's the take Egypt out of us. It's that sanctification process, that transformation process. The making is more like him, not like us. Getting us ready to enter the promised land. Because remember, no flesh, nothing of the fleshy natures will enter the kingdom of heaven. They can't. None of them will go. None of the stuff, the junk that we take out of Egypt with us, it will be pruned out of us. Hebrews 4, 12. For the word of God, that's God's cleansing us. It's us trusting totally by faith in Jesus Christ. We're following him. We're learning to listen to his voice. We're proclaiming the gospels. We're stewardships. He'll always open up a job door. Whether it's directly in ministry or, I mean, in church. we got to stop using that word ministry, too. Ministry is in the workplace. It's in the church buildings. Wherever God is, ministry is the work of God that he has called each of us to do. If it's our own business, we're running it as stewards. We're not looking at to make a big profit to have that big lifestyle we did in our time of Egypt. Stop looking back at that thing when he takes us out of it. He may or may not allow those to have a larger house to have more people in it. But that time in the wilderness, you look nothing like the world. Nothing can be our example. Absolutely nothing. There are false teachers out there to say, oh, well, the person must be well-blessed. He has a big house. Really? That's looking with foolishly does as First Samuel 16, 7 does. We look with our eyes instead of with look on the Lord Jesus, letting him tell us. We need to cease from doing that now. Cease means to repent, turn from it. Just because somebody has a big house, just because somebody has a big check, don't necessarily mean it's from God. That person may be a bad student. They may be hoarding it. I'm not saying they're not. I'm not saying it is. If that person's got a big money, money better be flowing out. Material better be flowing out. Helping others, not helping selves. Nothing in Scripture says God gives us that big lifestyle for ourselves. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. We're still in Egypt. We're still in our time of Egypt. We haven't come out by faith in Jesus Christ. So, I'm asking each and one of us, and I have to ask myself, what is our Egypt where God delivered us from? What do they, what stronghold delivers from? We're going to want to keep going comfortable. We are, as it says in Hebrews chapter 11, but as it is, I'm going to go ahead and read 16, uh, 15, 16. If they have been thinking of that land that they came out of, this is still referring to uh, the uh, Israelites after they came out in that 40 years in the wilderness, which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return but as it is they desire a better country our country is the kingdom of heaven 
that's the promised land we're going to. The new heaven and new um, new earth. That's what we're. That's our promised land that we're heading for now. So technically, everything we're doing, Christians, um, both Jews and Gentiles, now are one in Jesus Christ when they believe and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. That's why Jesus' prayer back to the Father, just before he returned back to his throne, before he went to the cross, before the, uh, which we're remembering today, um, on this day, before the resur resurrection on the third day, and before his ascension four days after that, to retake his seat where he came from in heaven and he's going to step out on the cloud at the father, on the day only the father knows uh, I don't understand how that works because they're all one that's something none of us will ever understand this side of heaven but what we trust by faith so are you have you returned back to Egypt that's not a good thing you need to get out of there quickly before you perish in it or you become like Lot's wife. That warning is still there. What is that item that God has delivered you out of? Don't go back and don't go back to it. As there's also a warning in a I think it's in Proverbs. Um you can wash a we can wash a pig off because I had a little pot belly pig. Well I did. You know, organization I was with just before become being born again had a pot belly pig some people like to wash her off her name was Fern uh, cute little thing actually little piggy too wash her off she's gonna go roll right back in the mud <laughs> you got dogs you got a pro uh, proverb but I think it's also mentioned in the New Testament I think it is but I'm not drawing the scripture at the moment you can you can search it Bible software uh, or Bible apps out there it says a dog returns to his vomit I've actually had dogs I've seen that it's kind of disgusting um, when a dog does get sick they eat grass they get an upset belly they get sick unfortunately they'll go back and eat it this is I hope I didn't spoil nobody's dinner I think I just bought my breakfast uh, we don't know why they do that that's so many of us when God takes them God delivers us and why we're being transformed transformed in his image we're gonna satan's gonna try and get us back he's gonna try and mess us up we return he gets us back one we're more likely are not legitimately saved we're not saved and then lost it we want you know the more we keep desiring to go back we're more likely gonna find out we're not legitimately born again because when god takes us out he delivers it from us period the stronghold may be there as he's cutting it out, cancers, when they're being cut out, sometimes it takes hours upon hours. God can do it in one speak, obviously, but that may destroy us if he takes out a whole limb. We may need that limb down the road. Do we know exactly how God works? Uh, no, that's why he's God and we're not. So I'm pleading with somebody today, <laughs> begging myself. Also, don't. You no longer had that desire to return um, to Egypt. So, ask God right now, 
what your uh, what your Egypt is. Heaven remind you and remove that desire. Colossians is coming up. Uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. That was just coming up earlier. That didn't have that in my initial notes. Chapter 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, that means born again, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things of the earth. That's... First John 2, 15 through 17. They're not thinking of wings. They're passing away. Um, <clears throat> for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion. Wrong kind of passion. Have a passion for Jesus Christ and the word of God. And the things of God. Evil desire and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account, these things and wrath is coming. For in these you two once walked. When you were living in them. Again, these things are things that are region. So. And I encourage you to listen to the song. It's on my uh, Facebook. Uh, also. But, um. Uh, Trust God today. Trust Him with your life. Surrender. Let Him take you out of... So if God calling you to Egypt, did you go back into it again? Leave again. You're not there. It's just like, uh, you're not supposed to be there. Find out what your next city, what your next location that you're supposed to be at. I'm not saying this is no reason for divorce. God's not going to cause somebody into divorce. Because it's in His Word. No matter what. You got first... First Corinthians chapter seven that mentions that you know if you became born again, you know husband or wife and your spouse is not yet, God doesn't tell us doesn't tell that other spouse doesn't tell his child or daughter to leave. He says stay there. If the other party wants to leave, let them leave, but don't get married. You know, pray for that person that they get saved then. And don't think because you're saved because you can talk about God but look like the world. If you're looking like the world at all and you're claiming the name of Jesus, you probably are not of Jesus. Uh, at yet. You still got breath in your lungs, you can. Because a follower of Jesus should never, ever look like the world. Now we're going to stumble. Because we're gonna, you know, we're gonna see what they have. And we're gonna desire. One, yeah, it's covetousness. But we now have the Holy Spirit living because Jesus lives in us. He's gonna convict us, saying, uh, "Don't do that. You don't need to have that. If I wanted you to have that, I would allow you to have that." I said myself, "I have something better for you. Learn to listen to His voice and not look." And what have and is that a struggle? Oh yeah, it is <laughs> very much. So I love you enough to speak the truth as God shows it to me and teaches it to me. I'm gonna teach it to you, and this is all for me. Now I gotta go back and listen to it again and find out. Okay, Lord, did I go back in Egypt? <laughs> love y'all, Father God. I pray that you will help each and one of us. 
to uh, surrender to you totally each and every day, every time we get up, uh, whether we work days or work nights, whether we have a lot of things or not. Lord, make sure we don't ever look back in Egypt as to when to go back and help us continue to go where you want us to go, when you want us to go. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you all.